just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rocker Talk with me. Two great people, Tico and Tracy Venturi, the Venturi Real Estate Group from Keller Williams Realty. You can call them and their team directly at the number one real estate website and telephone number here in New Mexico. That number is 505, you do need that, 448-8888. That's 505-448-8888. Or you can also find them directly at welcomehomeabq.com. That's welcomehomeabq.com, the last show of the year, powering through, I don't know the number of the shows, I'm sure Tigo and Tracy certainly do, and we welcome them for the final episode of Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you made me go and look now, so 392, 392, show wow. 392, wow. yep, yeah, and you know, we did a Christmas show week hope everybody had a wonderful merry christmas right we did right tracy we yeah. ate, ate too much we did we ate well yeah <laughs> it was good so new year's yes here it is 2020 20 believe it 2020 2022 i was thinking about <laughs> y2k again you know yeah the year yeah. 2000 when everything was going to be a big mess and here it is 2022 everything's always going to be a big mess right i mean that's just you know, the, the, there's always something, right? There's always the next, uh, you know, what, what was that movie? The uh, one with uh, Will Smith and the aliens and, you know, there's always some some drama coming down around the corner, right? Anyway, sorry, I digress. So anyway, uh, Tracy, crazy uh, interesting year in real estate? Totally, yeah. You know, I was uh, talking to different team members in anticipation of recording this show for the new year, yep. and I thought, you know, there's got to be some interesting stories that in selling 500 properties in a year, you know there's going to be some interesting stories. And, you know, most of the interesting stories revolve around success stories for our sellers and buyers yep. and people who didn't think that they could either buy a house or didn't um know how they could buy and sell at the same time yeah or to just be able to sell and get through it so a lot of times you know people are having um they're in family not crisis but not the situation they thought they'd be in and they need to sell their home whether it's because of an estate or um, somebody passed away or divorce different situations that come up and and it's stressful and we've been so honored to be able to hold people's hands through that and help guide them and make it as painless as possible and help them you know net their goals so, yeah, yeah so that that's some of the things we'll talk about today there's a lot of different you know end of year things out we're looking forward right 2022 new year um, and, you know, real estate hasn't slowed down, Tigo. We've, you know, hear people saying, you know, COVID this, that, but people still need to buy and people st still need to sell and the market is still really good for that. Well, and it's a good segue into this story that I saw from the, uh, it was in Albuquerque Business First and the headline was, the housing market seen fewer bidding wars. So you talk about some of the stories of 2021 in in the residential real estate world in Albuquerque, and one of them was bidding wars. Right, for and, sure. And so when we say bidding wars, what, what do we mean, Tracy? We're talking about when a house is for sale and they get multiple offers and people are basically, you know, it's like an auction, right? They're, they're bidding and 
putting in what they are willing to pay and what terms they're willing to buy the house under that are maybe above and beyond what's being asked for from the Correct. buyer. The, you know, obviously price could be something about terms, could be the way if they're financing or maybe they're going to pay cash, maybe they're going to waive inspections or be lax on inspections or whatever it is, certain things to lease give. Back. Yeah, lease back, let the, let the seller stay in the home for a little bit longer to to be the offer that gets chosen out of the you know multitude of offers that, that we saw and it's interesting because this headline says you know the housing market has seen fewer bidding wars and and i've got my own opinion on this tracy but i want your opinion i mean earlier in the summer you know april may june it was it was pretty frantic earlier and, this year one of my stories yeah. is the house that i represented personally you know we have a team of realtors that work with us that help buyers and sellers and we have um you know listing specialists or home selling specialists and i listed one and put it for sale for a client and it was crazy it was northeast heights and it was a huge opportunity a house that had it was all original linoleum floors all the kitchen cabinets and counters everything was original the trees were overgrown nobody had lived there for a few years and it had been donated to a charity right yeah and we had 23 offers and significantly above list price you know so even though it was it was needed work it wasn't a it was in the right neighborhood, if you right. will, right? The right in bones a, in the right neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it ended up selling for about 95000 over the list price, which the list price was higher than any past sales had justified. So it was also listed on the high end of the yeah, sale. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, the, the listing price was some bare bottom number just to try to get an auction effect. It was it was actually too market based on you know what it sold in the past but of course earlier in the summer things you know just really heated up and so we we, we see this headline I'm gonna keep going back to this until the I get you to answer the question seen fewer bidding wars yeah housing market seen fewer bidding wars you know just just last week and or was it this week anyway in the uh, the business first so what do you think is the reason that there's fewer bidding wars and I know we've seen that here. Oh, so that's just just on our team, just you know, in our in our little group, little group, big group, um, we're not seeing it as quite as crazy as it was earlier in the summer. I thought your question was are we seeing few, fewer bidding wars Tracy, but you already have established a baseline that we are. Okay. Yes, yes. So yes, we are seeing fewer bidding wars. We're still seeing bidding wars, but maybe not 23 offers, right? We're seeing three offers, two offers. Why do you think that is? I think that um, people think that it's not a right time to buy, that a lot of the buyers are tired and don't want to get involved in a bidding war. I think they feel like, you know, this is my max. Like if I can't compete, then I'm not even going to get in the game. Uh, I think um, people are saying I'm going to wait for the market to shift, right? What do you think? Well, I'm going to lead you to what I think. So, yeah, go so ahead. earlier in the summer, when we saw you know this kind of frantic activity going on, do you think that the buyers and the buyer brokers and the realtors in the market knew how to deal with this type of activity? I think that most of them did not. I think most of them didn't know how to write an offer for the market that they were in. They were writing an offer like it was. 2018, right? Yeah. I, I agree with that. 
since okay. you led me there. Yeah, I agree no, with I, that. I, I, I and think they, they weren't competitive offers. Of the 23, you know, that I got on that house early on when the bidding wars were at their highest, probably four or five of them were really written very competitively. The rest, I didn't, I mean, I put them all on a spreadsheet, of course, for my seller, but really we were looking at maybe four offers to see who we're going to work with. I think it's just like anything, Tracy, as you work through something that's going on, I mean, we could we could apply this to what's going on with, with COVID, right? As we learn, as we get more information, we evolve and we change. And, and that's my feeling about the whole bidding war thing is, that everybody's changed and adapted to the new normal. You're not seeing. Oh, I hate that term. I know, I know. you when gave you me. Said it, you I gave cringed. me that look. I know. I know. It's not not a. So, but in the realtor community, let's just say, um, you know, if if you know there's going to be multiple offers on a property, you know there's going to be high demand for this property, and your your client. Um, is you know maybe wanting to do something that doesn't make sense in the current market conditions or maybe a little more education now than there was back then that's and, and this that's may not be point. that interesting of a topic but i think it's i think it's you know we all adjust right and how quickly you can adjust to the current conditions is important and i think i will say for our team that's been great because we do see so many uh, transactions and we see, you know, all these different, as we call them, experiences with people buying and selling so we can adjust quickly. And we're doing this show every week as well uh, allows us to adjust quickly to see what's going on in the current market conditions. And, I think and, that, yeah, good insight. Tika. And adapt to it. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, our buyer consult. So when somebody's interested in buying a house, I know there's a story we have about the steps, right? But when they're interested in buying a house, obviously getting somebody ready and preparing them for the process and how it works. And then, you know, knowing what their resources are and their tolerance for being in a bidding war and what they're able to do. Are they able to allow some lease back time for the seller so they know when they're moving out, the house is really sold? Or maybe they need to buy a house and they need you know a week in between so they can get this one closed, get their funds and move to a new house. Right. Can they do that? But do they have other funds they can add in? Can they waive an appraisal waiver, you know, do an appraisal waiver and not make it contingent upon that? So all these different things in the buyer consult. But then when we we're working with them, we need to make sure we're looking at the right price homes. So we leave that headroom for them. So if they need to offer over what it's listed at. Right. That they can compete. So, you know, there's a lot of, you're right, we've, we've gotten yeah, and better probably. W- when you get to that point, too, then there's also bringing in the lender if there's going to be a loan involved and making sure that they can qualify and, and do what's needed if it's over uh, the other challenges. If the, the, the appraisal doesn't meet the purchase price, can, can the loan still work? So right. th- there's that as well. Right. So, Tracy, let's... I, 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 we've had this list on our website for the longest time, and I think it's just a good time, beginning of the year, and you know, there's a lot of refreshing going on at the beginning of the year. And so let's put this out there, it's eight steps to buying a home. It's the buyer checklist. So it's eight steps with sub steps, but let's kind of rapid fire go through this and see if, if uh, sure we can go through this. And, rapid and fire, rapid. we never do that. We can do so it, we can do it. They're on welcomehomeabq.com under yep. buyer. Under buyer resources. buyer resources. Yeah, yeah. So eight steps. So one is prepare to buy, right? Begin the process, make sure you're ready to go, that, that now is the time. 
um, resolving issues. What would that be, Tigo? What kind of issues would you want to resolve? Well, it, you know, it, where your lease is, if you're renting, if you're already owning, you know, do you need to sell first? It, it may be clearing up some credit issues, you know, call Mac, Mike Ramos, you know, and, and get your credit cleaned up. Um, that may be part of another, the, the, the financing step as well. Um, and I thought this was interesting. Make sure that all the parties involved in the purchase are on board. Now, we have seen that before where we have a, a family member, maybe a parent or something that's going to be a co-signer. And, and it seems like maybe they had a conversation, a casual conversation, and then all of a sudden somebody's out shopping for a home and all and the other party isn't quite 100% on board. So I think that's an interesting uh, tip. It is an interesting one. And we do see that even with um, couples, you know, where one one of the couple no doesn't know that it's really happening as quickly don't, don't all you guys know that 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 you know you just go along for the ride that well somebody so then <laughs> you know you're thinking about it then you know call us meet with an agent yeah i right? think having that consultation you talked about that a moment ago here in, in this broadcast but um you know talking with the real estate agent that there has to be a level of trust between yourself as the buyer and the real estate agent. The real estate agent's job is not to sell you anything, correct? Right. They're they're a fiduciary, right? They're there to work for your best interest. And, you know, a lot of people think, Tigo, that they should go straight to the listing agent, that they're going to save money somehow. And, you know, we need to remind buyers that the listing agent works for the seller. Correct. And they have a, a, a duty to get the best deal for the seller. Correct. So. Um, usually that's, you know, get your own buyer's agent, right? A buyer broker to help you and be working for you. And just ask some of the tough questions. And, you know, tough questions are fine. If the real estate agent knows what they're doing, they'll be able to answer them. So tough questions of the real estate agent that you choose. Is oh, that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. even as a buyer broker, you get to choose, right? <laughs> and you want to choose somebody that's full-time in real estate that really knows the ins and outs, that's been through many transactions, um, that you feel comfortable with and you feel like they're working for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So the next step is, is you know, figure out what your price range is. You know, get your financing figured out. And that may be talking to a lender. It may not be. It may be getting online and doing some calculators because there's a bunch of them out there and we have them on our website at welcomehomeabq.com. So um, I would what, say... Go ahead. Talk with a great local lender because... Calculators don't know what type of loan you're best suited for. They don't know that you might be a VA person that's eligible or you might be an FHA borrower versus conventional. You know, sometimes people think, well, I only have this much for a down payment. I don't have 20%, so I'm not going to be a conventional buyer. But there are conventional loans down to 3%. Well, and, and, and so, you know, you're saying these things like everybody just knows what a conventional loan is and what an FHA loan is and what a Fannie Mae is and what Freddie Mac is and what a VA loan is and what a USDA loan is. And so, yeah, that's why talking with a lender, and you did say it, local lender, you know, somebody that you can meet face to face, it really does make a difference. Right. Um, and, and, you know, the, the local lenders, they have a reputation to protect. Uh, in the realtor community, as well as just, you know, their clientele base and their their rates are going to be as competitive as, as stuff you can find, you know, nationwide. So kind of a sidebar to the local lender thing, you know, walking into the bank that you normally bank with might not be the best local lender, right? A lot of those lending uh, banks are uh, actually out of state. They transfer you to somebody out of state. So somebody local 
that has a reputation. Yep, you know. for sure. Um, for sure. So financing is a big piece of it. What what we know is most people start with home searching. Absolutely, right? and that's number four on our list. That's number four, and that's my point is. Starting with the home search before you've established, you know, the type of loan, the down payment, closing costs, what price range you're in, what realtor is going to help you and give you, you know, good, solid advice. You're sort of putting the cart but, ahead of... But that's the fun part I is know. getting on these websites like ours or Zillow or any of these things and, you know, driving around town and looking at for sale signs, which there's not a lot of them out there they, right right now. But, you know, actually, you know, it is it. And, and I, I will say, you know, you think about when we started in the business and there were just a few real estate websites, right? That was one of our big successes early on is we had a pretty powerful real estate website here locally in Albuquerque. And, and now, you know, everybody has a website, right? Um, but the ability to really narrow down different features that you want in a home and, and the benefits that you're going to get out of those, home, that, those, those features, you can really scroll down when you're looking at these online and start you know the, the photos are so much better now you've got 3d tours now you've got so much more that you can do to determine what's right for you right um, before you actually even go out and start looking so i i know how much fun it is to to lurk on real estate websites and look at homes for sale we we do it ourselves right um and great you know, get online, look at houses online, get familiar with what you like, what color palettes, what, what features really excite you when you look at a certain house. Um, but don't start looking physically in houses and going to visit houses until the rest are in order, right? Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, in determining your requirements, just what, what we find all the time is that what you think you want and you think is a non-negotiable in the end may be a negotiable depending on other other features that, that you find in a home. And of course, price is always that trade-off as well. So that's the next step, right? Determining your requirements in your home. And it's interesting because when we really get together as an agent with somebody who wants to start looking at homes and we really talk about how you live and how you entertain, that list of people's wish list really changes sometimes. Oh, for sure. You know, a lot of people say, well, I need that guest bedroom. And I go, well, how long, how many days a year do you have a guest? You know, and and a lot of times it's none or, you know, two. Two. And you're like, okay, so you need that extra bedroom for the guest where it's going to limit the number of houses you can consider because you need that one extra bedroom that's not going to be used except two nights a year. You could get a hotel room for them for two nights a year, right? Right, Obviously, right. we love to have people stay with us, but um, sometimes it doesn't make sense. But just, you know, big backyard, what does that mean? You know, really working with the agent to drill down on how you live and how you, how you intend to use the spaces and what's important to you. What are your hobbies and interests and how do you use your house? Because a lot of times we have things, we need some backyard access. We need a place to park something. Yeah, for but, sure. But as your realtor, we need to know what those are so we can help guide it. So the, the next 
you know, pieces, you actually start house hunting. It seems like that's what we've been talking about, but really it was just we were talking about determining needs. Right. And so then, we're on step five. And now we're on step five, which is, you know, start your house hunting, which, again, it's going to be done online in most cases. That's where you're going to start. Start narrowing down what you want. You can preview those homes online. And generally what happens is... You'll be previewing homes online. You'll be talking to us, the, the you know your realtor, your buyer broker that's working with you or working for you, and they'll be sending you homes that, that may fit your criteria. And you'll start narrowing down a list, correct, Tracy? Right. And then you start you you pick a day and you go out and look at homes. Exactly, and that's fun, right? Obviously, it's great, and we we love to do that. So you when you look at homes, we know that it's. Um, it's very, you, you can be uh, tainted by how the house smells and looks and with right. people's own furnishings in them and things. So it's really important to look at the house from how you live. Right? And, and, and just beware and be, or be advised that it's very common that, you know, you see a house online, you see the photos, they're beautiful. Photographers do an amazing job making homes look amazing, right? And then you get to the house and go, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be based on the photos that I saw online. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it makes a big difference. Okay, let's 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 jump forward. Okay, we've looked at a bunch of houses and we've narrowed it down and we've picked one and we said, this is the one I want to do. I want this house. What's the next step? So moving quickly is very important right now. Making the decision and just going forward and having your agent put together that purchase agreement. So that's the next step, the purchase agreement. It's the offer that you want to have presented on your behalf to the seller. So it'll be, you know, all the all the details about a purchase agreement, closing yeah. date, down yeah. payment, earnest money, any personal property that's in the house that you want to make sure stays with the house. Um, dates, deadlines, all of those things. And you then review the purchase agreement, get it signed, your agent presents it on your behalf. Yeah, the the purchase agreements, you know, the the one we use, we have a standard form here in New Mexico. It's what sixteen pages, I think, right now, and there's all kinds of contingencies, all types of dates and deadlines f for the buyers. Most of the stuff is for the buyer benefit, in the sense of you know giving the buyer the option to do all these different due diligence, you know, financing contingency, appraisal contingency, inspections contingency, so on and so forth. So you'll go through all of that stuff in the purchase agreement, um, and. You then and congrats. Then, yeah, you, they accept your offer. Well, right? yeah. The, well, you you miss kind of one step, which is negotiate the deal, right? Right. You know, there's a kind of a back and forth usually when you when you first do. Not not always. Sometimes you'll send over an offer, the buyer the seller signs it, and away you go. So so now it's the 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 closing process or the escrow period, if if you will, right? Tracing what so, what happens there? That's where we get all the. Uh, contract to your lender if there's a lender we get it to title the title work goes on if there's a lender you're getting them all your supporting documentation if you haven't already they're verifying employment checking your um all of your bank and savings statements and just kind of making sure your file is complete and you're going to be running around because you're going to be getting your tax past taxes yeah. to them and different yep. things and then we're going to be setting up a closing time a time for you to sign what to close on your house inspections oh yeah and it's inspections during yeah, that period the, 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 that's I a mean, big one you're like trying to rush me well so. no no i wasn't i i mean that's like the biggest one right it's it's yeah we can't forget that because there 
can be multiple types of inspections. You know, generally there's a full home inspection where the buyer gets to, you know, evaluate the, you know, property condition so that they're comfortable with moving forward with the purchase. So, right. yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens from the, the moment you go under contract on a property until you actually go and sign and, you know, trans, transfer ownership. And so that, I mean, we could do two hours on just that process. Right. What we call the contract to close, you know, period. And that's really where we have our team here, our transaction team that that, that handles all those little details that are behind this, you know, that are going on until you're ready to go. And of course, the last step, the fun part, you you sign and you transfer you ownership and you get keys. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that was the eight steps of buying a home. And, and I think there, I think would we go through about 150 steps really? Because yeah, I th- there's a there is definitely a lot in having a uh, a trusted guide to navigate you through the process is a big deal, and that's why you need a a buyer broker that's um, that that knows knows how to do it. Totally. So uh, Tracy Antigo Venturi, Albuquerque Real Estate Talk here. Uh, Eight plus years of doing this show. Show three hundred and ninety-one. Our statomatic here, Tigo. I thought you said three ninety-two earlier. Oh, that's right. Three ninety-one was the Christmas uh, show, so this is three ninety-two. Yep, you're right. So, uh, yeah, we're Venturi Realty Group with Keller Williams Realty, and you can reach us at four four eight eighty eight eighty eight. Trace, you got a couple homes you want to share? I do. So we have a couple homes that are in that coming soon status, so they're not going to show up on Zillow or. Trulia or Realtor.com, but they are coming soon. And uh, 801 Wellesley Drive Northeast, 87106. It's uh, near UNM area. Um, Coming soon for $280,000. It's, you know, a 1,400-square-foot, three-bedroom, one-bath, one-car garage uh, home. And uh, that area is very desirable for a lot of people. It's um, just close to Summit Park area, kind of northeast UNM area. Lomas and Carlisle area. Yeah. So it's yeah. north north of Central, which makes it northeast. It's yeah. north of Lomas even, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. So eight, 280, 280,000 for 801 Wellesley Drive Northeast. If you're interested, give us a call, 448-8888. I know you all know already you have to dial 505. Yep. And then the other one, 2735 Carson Road Northwest, which is just west of Old Town. Mm-hmm. Carson is right across from Hotel Albuquerque um, to the west towards the river. Uh, 390000 It's an adobe. Uh, very interesting property. It used to be a duplex, and the current owners made it back into a single-family home. So it's... Uh, just over 2,100 square feet and okay. uh, very unique, interesting property um, just west of Old Town. So yeah, great opportunity Yeah, there. by Sawmill and Old Town and mm-hmm. that whole area there. So, yeah. It's two, got the hardwood ways. floors yep. and beam ceilings and, um, yeah, very interesting property. So 390000 and uh, that one's coming soon. Awesome, Tracy. And we talked last week about the Silva Saloon in Bernalillo. So if you missed that show... We also represent the Silva Saloon in Bernalillo, along with the liquor license and the and a piece of land that they also own. So, really cool property. So Tracy, you know, there's there's going to be and there's going to continue to be a lot of stories about the 
affordability crisis, if you will, right? There's always a crisis, right? That's what I was saying earlier at the top of the show. There's always some sort of crisis going on. But um, in the real estate world now with with prices, uh, you know, have increased so much over the last few years, uh, the, the big headline we see now is, you know, the affordability crisis, right? And, and, and it is a challenge. You know, you think about a market like, let's, let's take San Francisco because they're the, the ugliest of all when it comes to affordability. In San Francisco, and I had it here a moment ago, um, in San Francisco, they only 6% of... Let me, let me let me let me get this straight, and I apologize. Um, if if you look at what the median home price is based on the median income, only six percent of the people in San Francisco, based on the median income, can afford to buy a, med- a median price house, which is one point five million. Right? Just you know, d- d- logic is is just that makes sense there. The thing that was interesting though, when I start looking at this and we look at Albuquerque compared to some of the other markets, Albuquerque is 65% of uh, homes, you know, that that could be purchased based on the median income here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Which is better than most markets around the country and especially in the West. Uh, the only markets in the West that are that are more affordable based on this criteria, and this comes from the National Home Builder Association, and the uh, I think Wells Fargo is a co-author of this study. They they put it out every month, and it's it's an interesting piece of data because it it gives you at least a comparison to other markets. But if you look at the West, only Douglas, Arizona, Fairbanks, uh, Fairbanks, and Anchorage, Great Falls, Montana are more quote air quote affordable than than albuquerque um you know then you go down the list we're very similar to tucson and yuma we're very similar to pueblo fort collins um interesting so that's that's good news right 65 percent of our population can afford the median price house yeah if you just look at bare stats you know median income to median home price yep and we know the reality is you know those, that's just data, but at least it gives us a, a, a benchmark to compare ourselves to other markets because, again, those markets, it's just data, too. We know it's challenging right now. And there's only 600 and, or just just about 700 homes on the market in the Albuquerque area as we sit here today, which is, you know, we're going to start the year with the uh, lowest number of homes in the market uh, that, since that, recording data. Yeah, that I can that I can find going back as far as I can find. So there we are. Happy New Year, Eddie. We're, Happy uh, New Year, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Looking, looking forward looking to forward. good things in 2022 with the two of you. Uh, show uh, 392 or 391. Uh, we'll get the accurate number on that. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm proud of you two for what you guys have done through the first couple of years, not just of COVID, uh, but in your real estate career and how you're helping so many other people realize their dreams and particularly the home buyers uh, who have been out there and still helping them get across the finish line. Folks, it really does matter who is uh, making your offer, who's representing your property, making sure that you have real estate experts. Uh, That's the currency that you get with the Venturi team and uh, their stamp on each and every one of their offers or uh, any of those that are coming into you. They know that they're dealing with real good real estate professionals. So happy new year to both of you guys. I appreciate uh, you both. And and uh, thanks for the wonderful opportunity to actually sit down and eat dinner, I think, for the first time in, I don't know, was it five, six years? Six years. 
It was definitely too long. It was great I to know, visit with you. I know. You. It was great to visit. Oh, good stuff. Oh, good All right. Stuff. Well, thank it you was both. interesting because, you know, the waiter was a, a fan of, of uh, the Kiva. So that was cute. Yeah, I haven't yeah, heard I from haven't him. Heard and uh, he any. actually knew who you guys were because of this very radio show. So there you go. All the people are tuning in. Tratico and Tracy Venturi. The Venturi Real Estate Group from Keller Williams Realty. Pick up the phone, and, the phone and dial them dial today. 448-8888. or welcomehomeabq.com. That's welcomehomeabq.com. We're going to rescue that credit and get you qualified. We'll do that next right after we return. I never needed anybody's help in any way. Now, but now these days are going to 